Welcome to Barely in Topic. Yes, we're recording again. Did you expect another episode this summer? Well, you should have because I said we'd be back. So here we are. I am, of course, VA, and I'm here with Jeff. Allegedly. Yes. <laughs> I, already, I already used the, the rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated, you see. So like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nick. I am supposedly here. Okay. And Tim, we're trying to sort that out. He was here. He might be back. Hello, hello. Oh! I'm here kind oh. of. Yeah. Risen. <laughs> See, I never give up on Tim. There you go. Okay. So Tim is here. All right. Great. I want to start off with a story time. First of all, one, I am off of LTIR. I am back, baby. Hey! Rehabbing, but I'm back. Um, and of course, the team doesn't pay me because they never do. But I have a story time for you. Now, a long time ago, Nick asked me while we were recording if I liked surprises. And I was like, uh, it depends, <laughs> right? So he's like, great, I have something to send to you. And then he proceeded not to send it. For a long time. <laughs> and so I forgot about it. And then he'd remind me about it. And then I'd forget about it. And so, like, you know, that's fine. Okay. Now, on May 21st of this year at Polish Fest, I received a present from our friend Ben. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> and the, 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 it is a Dennis Zeidenberg Stanley Cup bobblehead. <laughs> from 2011 and i was like oh wow that's so great i i don't have one of those and everyone knows that my connection to zeidenberg because we got married in a dream and started a war and he never wore a shirt it was fantastic so then a couple weeks later nick goes i finally mailed off your thing i'm like great i can't wait so the other part of it is downstairs so i can't show you that right now um, the, the, the other part is a license plate, like a European license plate in German colors that says Queen of Pie, right? So I'm like, oh, that's really cute. I love that, right? Although I have some genetic stuff to talk about a little bit too. Story time too. So then I opened up the other part of the present. Actually, I got that present a day or two later. This one I got first. Oh. And guess what it is? <laughs> It's a Dennis Steinberg Stanley Cup bobblehead. <laughs> they, I have two now. So I don't know. Do I put one upstairs and one downstairs? Just do let's I, leave them strategically in various places in your home. Yeah. Do I just open one and leave it in the other in a box? <laughs> so George, you, you up side by side. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. <laughs> I mean, I could put one on the bedside table. I'm not sure that Glenn would, would really like that, but you know. So you have to believe me, I got the, the Queen of Pies one, actually. I got that back in uh, late January. Mm -hmm. um, and then I decided, you know what? Well, I need to up the ante a little bit. I, I, let, me, uh, let me get like an actual birthday present. And so I ordered the Seidenberg and it took weeks to get here. Weeks. And it actually came in the most 
dilapidated box from Florida. And I actually got it from the pro shop. It wasn't like I went on any shady website. It was their actual website. And it was clearly just hanging out in some guy's house or something. And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot. I also work for the Bruins Pro Shop. Um, and like, and the box was so beat up. I'm like, I couldn't reuse it. Um, so, but I like it. We, we had to have gotten those about at the same time, me and Ben. Probably. I, I just think it's, it's hilarious. I really do because yeah. it's like, I'm not thinking of like getting rid of one or anything. I'm like, I just got two now. So it's like, <laughs> I, I can do whatever I want. It's fine. I can open one and leave one in the box. I still haven't opened up my Brad Marchand one yet. So I do kind of want to open it because the, there's something that seems so stat- satisfying about doing this to Brad Marchand's head, you know, tapping the dome. <laughs> oh. Anyway, Oh, yeah. Yes, I when I I want I can't remember if it was on Discord, uh, uh, or Facebook or something or Twitter. I remember Ben posted, "Oh my God, these are available!" and it was a link to the Dennis Seidenberg bobblehead. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's when I got it." <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny. He gave it to me at Polish Fest, just like here, takes it out of a bag, gives it to me. And I'm like, oh, great. And then I'm like, I can't do anything with this because I was still in a walking boot at that point. So I made my husband go back and put it in the car. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, Nick. If you were wondering why you had You're anything, very I thought I would do the, the story time. And then story time number two is this. I did a genetic test uh, through Ancestry. And I also had one that my sister did too. So that's, that was fun to, we get to compare results, except I haven't been able to re- compare results because she's been away. But anyway, I'm not as German as I, w- I want to be. I mean, <gasps> I would point out that those tests are kind of hokum. Um, well, there has been like, there's been journalists that have done tests, had same samples from the same person to every single, to multiples to the same company and to every single company that does it. And every and there was no reproducibility whatsoever. Well, I I understand. And someone with a back with with some background in analytical chemistry that should upset you. It, it, <laughs> it does, but it also I I understand <laughs> that it's like the more data that comes in, the more that they'll 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 figure have a hope of producing out. useful data. Yes, <laughs> yes, the more data that they get. So it's like when you get the test you have the option to opt into the data collection thing where it's like, they don't name you or anything, but the, it's like, it's basically to use for like educational purposes um, for their own systems and stuff. And I understand also it's where these genes are supposedly now. Don't rob me of this moment, Jeff. I am 20% Swedish. Ooh. But then you're also less German than you expected and not Jewish at all, correct? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I buy both that of which one. are kind of surprising. <laughs> I don't know if I buy the non-Jewish thing. That's that's the thing that seems really suspicious to me. As a person who ended up with two Jewish last names, German Jewish last names, and not a bit Jewish seems a little bit too weird to me. But I mean, also it's like when we were Jewish, it, if we were Jewish, it was a long, long time ago. Like cult, uh, like religiously Jewish. Um, culturally, though, that's, you know, ethnically, that should show up. But anyway, 
Um, yeah. So it was like, I was like 27% German and like my mom's side is like where I get all the English stuff, English and basically a couple little parts of France. Now I understand you could sit there and you can go, okay, remember when the Holy Roman empire went to England, you know, well, I mean, English is full of like Anglos. I mean, it's full of just I'm like just say, Norman and Saxons. Saxons and Angles and stuff. There shouldn't be English shouldn't even be like identifiably. No, it's such genetics, a at least mix. They, they unless you're like straight up, unless you're, you know, Welsh or Cornish, it shouldn't be detectable. I, I'm like 4% Welsh, 1% Irish. I can't wait to get a shirt that says, kiss me. I'm 1% Irish. Hey. It's going to be so great. <laughs> Um, that's more Irish than I thought I was. Uh, and, and so anyway, so we did this test and my sister's results are like really, in some ways they're very much the same. And in other ways, they're very drastic. Like she's 4% Germanic, you know, and she's like 23% Swedish, which I'm a little jealous of that's extra 3%, but I'm Swedish, baby. I'm Swedish. I'm also Latvian because I know it says Bal- uh, Baltic. And it could be any of the three, but I'm going to go with Latvia. You know how I feel about Latvia. Yes. So there we go. I, just, I wanted, I wanted to, to share that stuff. So I'm a little sad. I could take another test with another company and then totally debunk all of that. And then just be like, it doesn't matter. I think I'm just a, fr- a fucking mud, like everybody else in America, big melting pot. It's all good. But anyway, that was story time number two. Now, let's get to the business of ha- at hand of wrapping up all of our uh, season stuff from 2022-2023. And we need to talk about our predictions. Da-da-da, the notebook is out, babies. Because I do it old school. So let's talk about this. So we asked, who will lead in goals? And we all said, oh, let me go back there. We all said pasta. We were all correct. Congratulations, guys. As if you had to worry about that, right? Then we asked who would lead in assists. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know what this answer is. (laughs) I I suspect I know what the the answer is. But um, we all said different things. Uh, Nick and I said Krejci. Tim and... Jeff said Bergy. And now we're going to find out. I should have written this down, but it's pasta. I... Oh, I know. It's pasta. Yeah. It's pasta, pasta by, by, by six. Wow. I mean, the difference there is basically Brad's nine missed games. Yep. Nope. Charlie was third. And, 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 and Hamp is fourth. Yeah. Hampus, my countryman. Bergie anyway. was actually <laughs> Bergie was actually quite a ways down the list because he was even behind Zaka. Yeah, he was good for some stuff. Just that wasn't it. And then we said, "Who's going to lead in points?" And if anybody said anything other than pasta, they were wrong. <laughs> Extremely. Yeah. Damn near by a factor of two. Tim <laughs> said Bergie. Uh-uh. Uh, nope, that's uh, very nearly uh, by, by half there. Um. 
Yeah. Right? If Austin Gordon had three more points, he would have been he would have doubled up Bergy. Right. All right. So then we ask the eternally lame, uh, um, but maybe relevant question this next season: Will the bees make the playoffs? Uh, yes. And Jeff actually said, "Well, well, wait, wait a minute. First of all, I should say me and Nick said yes. Jeff said absolutely, and Tim said yeah. So we're all correct. It's fine. I mean, Tim. I mean, Jeff might have been more correct because he said absolutely." And given the season they had, I mean, absolutely, yes. It's uh, right. Where will they place in the Atlantic? <laughs> I said third. Nick said fourth. Tim said, I mean, Jeff said second. That was and bold of me. That was bold of you. And Tim said third. Wow, Jeff. I mean, really, <laughs> honestly, you win this one. I mean, if I recall right, that was more about me not believing in the other teams than believing in this one, but. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll take away your win. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're right. You were like that because you're like, who else? Come on. Okay. So bonus for the point total, which none of us got. None of us got. I said hundred. Nick said 105. Uh, Jeff said 107 and Tim said 99. And what was it? It was like 132. <laughs> I mean, like in fairness, um, I feel like none of us, none of us are brave enough to guess that. <laughs> no, because who would have said, looking at the team going into the season, that they were going to be a wagon? Nobody mm-hmm. in their right mind was going to say that. Yeah. I mean, if you predicted they wouldn't make the playoffs, well, that was just dumb. So. But I just remembered saying, I don't know where to place them. And I really don't know what their point total will be. I just, I don't know. I know that you criti- criticize my lack of points to. Uh, I mean, like, like some of these things you couldn't possibly predict, like say, Ham- like say Lindholm getting 53 points when his previous career high was 34. Right. In right. 14, 15. All right. Did he finish fourth in Norris? I th- fourth, fourth or, or third. Okay, he didn't. He didn't make finals. Yeah, yeah, he didn't make final. Yeah, he was like he was close, but he was not there. I mean, Emily Kaplan voted for him, um, just like she voted for both Swayman and, or no, not Swayman and and Linus because she doesn't vote for that category. But she voted for oh Swayman and and and, uh, Olmark for Lady Bing because they were very gentlemanly on the ice. I thought that was very. I mean. That is also how badly nice. did the uh, league screw up by not having Swayman be the uh, be the one awarding the um uh, the, the Vezina? Like they they already like they should should have like last minute called him in like hey we need you to do this like low key dude he was already there in Sweden he could just blown over with him yeah Duh. oh I don't know so stupid but he's like that was like like, like again this like that's just one of the problems the the the, the award show is just <sighs> to drag. And this was like a case when they could actually have players attempt to be entertaining and, and succeed at it. And they, they didn't. Yeah. They got a guy who just isn't as charismatic as they think he is doing the awards. And then it's like they had the, the TNT crew there on set uh, off to the side. And it's like, I don't want to hear from them. I don't want to hear from them ever. Not during an awards thing. Then Biz made Omar put on a tiara and a sash. And while I think that would be funny, it's not as funny when when he's doing it because it seems really sexist and 
awful. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, I think it's funny if you get a guy to do it just for fun. You know, if I were doing that, I'd say, look, I'll put one on with you. You know what I mean? Because I love tiaras and I love sashes. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, that whole thing was lame. Very, very lame. But at least Bergie got his selkie and he didn't have to leave Boston. Is this the year Charlie McAvoy will be a Norse finalist? Uh, we all said no. And we were right. No. His time away, even though he caught up in a lot of ways, it's just like it was going to be Carlson the whole time. You know, I mean, well, you can't not with a defenseman doing that. Even if they, you know, do not even know how to find their own zone on a map. Hmm. Okay, so who will win seventh player? (laughs) I said McLaughlin, who is up for like a game, maybe two. I mean, we were coming off of him having that killer camp and then getting sent down. Like, I thought he'd get called back up. And then we'd be all having a good old McLaughlin. But then time. again, also, Noshik had a catastrophic camp and then was great all season. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, Nick said Carlo. I would have loved to have seen it. And he had a pretty good year in a lot of ways, but no. Um, Jeff couldn't quite make up his mind. He was like Greer or Zaboral. Um, hope that went well for me. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Tim went Greer and Noshik. And I love how many of us picked part time players <laughs> <laughs> or no time players. <laughs> I thought that was a bold prediction on my part, don't you think? All right. And so then uh, who will stand out, good or bad? Oh, gosh. I feel bad. I feel bad for this prediction. I do because he ended up becoming one of my favorite players this year. <laughs> All right, so I said Zaboro will have a great year. Nah. And Cliffy will not hold playoff form. Cliffy was good throughout the year, and then the playoffs when he decided to be awful. <laughs> oh. They, uh, all year, and then it's like, oh, by the way, guys, you remember Cliffy Hockey, how it, take, it giveth and taketh away? I don't um, like the term Cliffy Hockey. It's derogatory. And then it's like, hey, it's my birthday. I'm going to go fuck shit up. And by fuck shit up, I mean fuck everything. up our chances of winning this game um, and this series. But whatever. Okay. Nick said, uh, let's see. Okay. He says what will stand out will be uh, inconsistent play to start the season. Nope. Nope. They were consistently awesome right up till they hit Toronto. And, and the only reason why they probably lost that game was because the Bruins signed Mitchell Miller. And hey, I'm pretty sure that was an act of civil disobedience by the players. They were like, <laughs> fuck you, we're going to lose. Um, and then two, how horrible Nick Foligno is. Foligno had a really good year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm bummed to see him leave Boston, but I'm also thrilled that he's going to get paid $4 million in Chicago. Um, but man, he, he became just a, one of my favorite players on the Bruins. Yeah. How could you not love uncle Nick? Yeah. How could you not love uncle Nick? And he had a great year. So that was good. And then how amazing pasta is. You're right. That was the good pasta is amazing. No, I did. Yeah, you did. You said that I wrote yeah. it down. So you, you redeemed yourself. It's fine. Um, Jeff, who will stand up? Uh, the good will Swayman grab starter by balls. 
<laughs> and he'll be a top five goalie, which is not bad. I think he was probably in there. I mean, he had enough stars. So yeah, he, he was pretty good. And then Tim said the good Ulmark has a great year. And hey. both goalies, Jennings, good. And guess what, Tim? You fucking won that. Yeah, I did. I, I, I called that. Um, I apologize for the noise here, the fans. If I shut them off, I'll I'm melt. In the, I'm in the same boat. I've got a fan behind me, and I will apologize for it, but it's like 80-something degrees up here in this room. So, but Yeah, yeah same here. It's it's 88 in my room right now. So, um, But, yeah, I, I, I saw the vision. I saw the vision. You were right. The, and we were laughing at you. We were yeah. laughing at you. We just did not think that. And you were absolutely right. But there is another thing. You, you said the bad thing would be Coil. Um, he was mostly good. So. He was mostly good. And in fact, like he was. Did I not say a bad thing? I don't think you said. I said it could be good or bad. You didn't have to say okay. both. So I think you just went with the good because you were just like, I got to go with the good. Um, so, yeah. So that's okay. It's barely even like i i i just missed it but tim's like being right about Olmark having the great year and then the jennings trophy win for the two of them that like blew everything away i'm sorry he just blew this category away sorry great job there good job tim all right now ready guys we're gonna go to the bold predictions i said pasta will have the uh, i said he will win the heart nope i was wrong i was wrong but I also said he will have 60 goals and he has 61 or was it 62? Yeah. I'm taking it. One. 61. Hey, that's fine. He got to 60 and I was like, what? And of course, you know, it doesn't matter. We can just sit there and add up scorecards, but we don't really add anything up and just like be right about certain points. It's, it's fun. Um, Nick. <laughs> Carlo did not finish with 10 goals or nor 16 assists. Um, and in fact, in one game, he was notably robbed of a goal that would have put the team like in a position to win that game. So I'm still, I'm still a little bitter about that, but no. Yeah. I, I thought about that prediction when that happened. Oh, fuck. The look on his face too. It was so sad. So mm-hmm. sad, so sad. Um, Jeff, your bold prediction: Pasta wins Richard. Close, but not I close mean, enough because McDavid yeah, runs McDavid away in beast mode. So yeah, <laughs> uh, runs away with and laughs at Austin Matthews and his weird nose. That actually checks out. Matthews, <laughs> like, it was not terrible. Was not. It was unspectacular this season. <laughs> oh, you hate to see it, huh? okay and then tim tim had four one umark plus swayman is the jennings which is a carryover from the the previous category lindholm is a norris finalist after his bomb year fourth line will be fourth yep yep fourth line will be greater than the third line with regards to points and Noshik hits 20 goal mark. Oh, no, Tim. 
that didn't happen, but that's okay. I tried. That's if you nailed some, like each of us nailed some things. It's fine. It's good. We can't nail it all. And then one final thing, our NHL bracket bonanza challenges that we, I had two leagues. Um, we had the uh, BOT league, which I um, regret to inform people. I won that one because I predicted Vegas would be in the final and they were. Um, and man, can we just talk about that for a minute? Vegas won in their sixth year. In their sixth year, they won. And um, they were really dominant in the final, you know, uh, like Florida. I think maybe the worst thing that happened to them was having time off because they had like at least a week off because they swept the, the hurricanes. Right. I was going to say like, yeah, they, they completely came apart after uh, after Kachuk sternum got broken. Oh, but like, that's right. Yep. They weren't are really they weren't running the show before that either no no so uh yeah so maybe next year we'll have uh, do we have any players who have former players for dads who can verbally abuse them just before the playoffs start (laughs) yes yes uh debrusque Oh, Louis DeBrusque needs to come out and say that the team is soft yeah. uh, and they've mm-hmm. got no, they've got no bite and uh, they're mm-hmm. going to keep losing. That's what needs to happen. Louis, if you're listening, please do that next year before the playoffs. Okay, good. Thank you for reminding me about that. Vegas won. Florida kind of fell apart in the final, mostly because Matthew Kachuk was just like their ballsy leader. Um, even though he's not the captain, but anyway, uh, the season is done. The NHL awards, we had those, the, uh, the awards thing was really awful, but I wanted to see players win. Uh, and we got to see Ulmark win the Vesna. Yay. We got to see Bergie won the sixth Selkie sixth of his career. After like, what was this? Like his 11th nomination in a row or something. Just stupid, crazy. Pasta won nothing, but at least he proved that he can interact with children, which is good. Oh, uh, what's his name? One. Jim Montgomery won coach of the year. Mm-hmm. So this speech was really good. I made sure to oh, watch yeah. that after, after that. Yeah. Oh. Although I will say the NHL shot themselves in the foot again with that because the very next segment after Jim Montgomery's amazing speech about his battle with alcohol, they gave out free beer to the audience. So that was, that was awesome. That was a nice oh, job. Oh, I did not, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Nice job NHL there. It was, it was like, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Yep. Yep, they didn't need to do that, but they did. They did it. They did it. So, did they give out Pink Whitney's or whatever the hell it was? That would even piss me off even more. I don't know if oh, they maybe. did. I don't it's know. This nasty uh, drink with uh, Ryan Whitney. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had it before and I do like it. I've not had it before. And uh, even if I had a I'm chance, not, I'd I'm probably not, not. I'm not, not going to connect. 
no, I'm not going to buy a, buy a barstool product. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that, that basically really wraps up the season. Um, let's talk about a couple of things, uh, and then we'll get into the draft. Well, maybe we should get into the draft first. Okay. No, we got to talk about this This is very, very important. Pasta and his fiance, Rebecca have a bouncing baby girl named Freya. Perfect name. Perfect name. He's a girl dad. It's great. You know that he'll be encouraging her to play uh, hockey and soccer and all that stuff. It's going to be great. So pasta is hanging around Boston this summer because, you know, they've got a baby and they just want to be parents. And it's a good, good place to be parents, really, especially when you're, you're going to make $11 million next season. So, um, yeah. Uh, congratulations to pasta. He's very excited. I mean, he's not, he's not on a lot of social media right now, but he's very excited to be, uh, be a, a dad and he deserves to be a dad. So good for him. And then Bergie, I, I guess, I guess they have it a new little Bergeron because that's why Bergie didn't go to the awards. Um, so we haven't heard anything. We probably won't because um, even if she posts it on her Instagram, it's private. So yeah, something will slip at some point, but I, that does bring me to uh, a discussion about Bergie that we should probably have. He said he was going to have his decision by July 1st. Some people say by the draft, I'm, I heard July 1st myself. So I'm going with the July 1st date. We haven't heard anything. What was it that um uh, that, that Sweeney and Neely said after the draft? They hadn't actually heard one way or the other from either Bergeron or Krejci, but they were proceeding as if they were not coming back, but yep. would make it happen if they wanted to. Right. All right. As for Krejci, it sounds like he's just uh, he's preparing to play in the world championships or something for Prague. Yeah. 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 Cause they're in, cause they're in Czechia that next, next spring. So he wants to play, maybe he wants to play at home where he'd presumably be the team captain and all that. Yep. So if he does play somewhere and it, it might be Europe and it might be half a year or something to get ready for the championships, um, which is fine. He said he was, you know, it, he's not interested in going to another NHL team. It's the Bruins or nothing. So, um, I mean, if he, presumably he wouldn't come to the Bruins if he wants to do the the world championships because the Stanley cup final and, or playoffs and the, the world championships overlap. So, so we have to assume he's not coming back. Um, And it makes me sad because, the Bruins blew the opportunity. You know, there's no other way to say it. Um, as for Bergie, though, I have steeled myself up for this in the last year. Uh, well, last couple of years, you know, when he said he was coming back last year, it's great, great. I don't have to worry about the bad thing happening, but it's hard to not think about the bad thing happening right now because we have no information. Now, uh, he is a new father again. 
and you know it's like five years since they had their last kid so uh even though you know how to do it 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 can take a little time to kind of wrap your head and your sleep schedule around a new baby so who knows but also you know his injury he had a herniated disc um i don't know much about herniated discs i know that sometimes uh, if you just rest it you it, it can rest they can do cortisone injections right they can cauterize them if they're really bad i think there can be disc replacement but that's a pretty uncommon yeah so you know he might be weighing those options right now uh as to either what to do or what he's capable of doing right now you know um obviously he's 37 years old he's going to be 38 in a couple of weeks couple of weeks yeah, yeah. So, and I have to think that the appeal of staying home with your kids is pretty strong, you know, because like, you know, it's not that he's abandoned his kids, but he doesn't see his kids all the time. And certainly not as much as his wife does. If the Bruins had something for him to just slide into some management role or something, that would be great. I would love it. But then he wouldn't be playing. So that makes me sad. So we don't know. We don't know what's going on with Bergie. Um, but the, the Bruins need to still work on that center depth issue, regardless if he comes back or not. So yeah, that's, that's the latest we have on that. Let's talk about the draft before we get into free agency. Well, so prior to the draft, something rather important happened as well. Oh, that's right. You go ahead. Um, and of course, we always knew that they were going to have to, they, this team was going to have to shed salary um, just to be compliant, let alone to flesh it out. If we'll flesh out the team, out the team, not a great situation when you already have a mountain of, of free agents, right? Right. And inevitably, so the, the so inevitably the, the uh, one of the two moves they did to create space um, was uh trade a certain luxury that the team could no longer afford. And that is to say uh, Taylor Hall and his um, uh, two more seasons at six million or is it three more? Two. Two more. I couldn't remember who's a four or five year deal. Yeah. Um, and it said six million went to the Blackhawks along with the UFA rights to Nick Foligno in exchange for a pair of 22, 23 year old on my, uh, um, uh, oh, sorry, 20, Ian Mitchell's 24, actually. Who, yeah, 24 and 22-year-old right-handed defenseman um, in Ian Mitchell and uh, Alec Regula, or Regula, one of those. Um, honestly, like, that's not... I, both of those prospects interest me, intrigue me a bit, but that's pretty underwhelming. You would have thought they should have been able to get a pick for Taylor Hall even if it was just like a second or something. Right. And I'm looking at it from the pure salary dump thing that, uh, that seems to be happening at, in other corners of the NHL. We needed to get rid of the 6 million. But at the same token, like, yeah, I mean, like you look at how at the, uh, at the Hayes or um, our Johansson moves, but like Hall's a much better player than either of them. True, true. But honestly, not to say that Don Sweeney's a bad trade partner, but his team just had 130 points um, this past season, and they 
they were so incredibly stacked in many ways. Do you really want to give him more? Do you, do you want to do you want to be a good trade partner with him or do you want to no him? but like i and, and all things considered he did reasonably well because like um i always had to give up a second in 2026 to get chicago to take and then buy out josh bailey yep yep and he only had one year left and was cheaper Look, I know, uh, especially since this is the 10th year, the 10th anniversary of the Sagan trade um, that we don't like to talk about. And it's really not relevant anymore (laughs) in any way, but it's the 10th anniversary of that. So I think it's like we can sit here and we can complain about what he got back, but I'm just glad to have the six million off the cap. Taylor Hall seems to be like, hey, I'm just going to put my nose down and do what's asked of me. And that's good. Um, and Nick Foligno signed with them for one year, $4 million to be as what Jeff has said privately, uh, Connor Bedard's babysitter. <laughs> I said dad. <laughs> okay. Not babysitter dad. Yes. So, um, which is fine. I mean, if I were a, an eight, a 17 or 18 year old player, who was playing my first season, I would love to live in somebody's basement and get home cooked meals and play with their kids. That would be fun while I'm learning the ins and outs of the NHL. That would be great. So, um, yeah. So I, I love uncle Nick. I, you know, Taylor hall, he just always seemed like he was going to not be here for the four years to me. I don't know why. I think that Taylor Hall is like he's good for in some place for like two years, <laughs> and then it's time to move on. So it seems like it's been in his career. Well, honestly. it's sort of the Dougie Hamilton situation, which I really wonder how that's going to play out in New Jersey because that guy's got got himself an expiry date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this will be this is going to be his third season, I think, coming up. Yeah, there. Yeah. So. I don't know, but this season, there have been so many names that have moved into so many different places. Uh, It's going to take me a while to catch up with everybody, where everybody is. But as you said earlier, we don't have to worry about Miles Wood anymore. We don't because he signed forever in, uh, in, 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 in to the abs. Yep. Here's the thing about him is he's been bad for the last couple of seasons because he had injuries that really slowed him down. Because what made him useful is the fact that he was um, fast, large, and violent. Now he's just large. (laughs) (laughs) Downgrade. (laughs) No longer slow. No, now he's just slow and large. Yeah, I mean, there's... (laughs) there were many seasons where he was a Bruins killer and then he just stopped. That was it. He wasn't a Bruins killer anymore. Well, like not this past season, but the season before, I don't even think he played. I don't remember. Or if he did, it was only in a couple of games right at the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we don't have to worry about him anymore. He will never be a Bruin. So he will not. So there we go. Yay. And of course we saw many other departures in recent weeks as well. Of course, um, uh, they bought out Mike Riley. Yep. It was a mercy. It was a mercy killing. And the penalty for it's trivial. Yep. And then he and really, signed with the Panthers. 
Because that's what they do is they pick up scrap heap defensemen and turn them into top four unit, top four pieces somehow. Yeah. Um, of course, Connor Clifton's moved on. He's now a Saber. Bye, Good Clifton. for him to get that three point three million a year for three years or whatever it was. Yeah. I yeah, I got. I think he got three for ten. Oh my god! Good for him. He was never getting that here. Yeah, so he got 3.3 by 3, which is, that's a really good deal. And I love Connor Clifton. I'm like, that, that kind of feels like a deal that'll hurt. But anyway. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, well, it's their choice to make. And of course, uh, Dimitri Orloff is now a cane. Overpaid, a but only deal. on two years. Overpaid, but only on two years. I was really hoping he could make it back to the Capitals. That's where he wanted to go. And I was sad that he, it, it couldn't happen. For whatever reason. Mm. And then, of course, um, so Polino is now in, in Chicago. Um, um, and um, uh, Thomas Noshik is, of course, um, uh, nowhere. Actually, he's still a, he's still a UFA. Oh. He's in my heart. That's where he is. That's where he is. He'll find a place. Although, although with, our, with our signings, I did find his replacement on our team very quickly. Um, well, hold on there. Oh, and then, of course, bit, yeah. Garner Hathaway, and of course, Garner Hathaway is now a, now a flyer, which makes too much sense. And he is now yeah. presumed being a boat shoe. Yep. Yep. Sentient boat shoe again. I forgot that's where he ended up. I mean, how much did he sign for? I don't even know. I think it was like two point one million. Yeah, and he two wasn't years. Gonna get paid. Yeah, he wasn't going to get paid that year. Okay. There's so, also one loss that we had that I was kind of disappointed about. Jack Ashawn is a Colorado Avalanche. Oh. He signed a two-year oh, yeah. deal there. And yeah, I think that's a actually a perfect two-year two-way, and I think that's a perfect fit for him, honestly. Well, honestly, like there's a solid chance they're going to end up training Sam Gerard before, sooner rather than later, and that would probably be an opportunity for him, right? So... Yeah, and then other than that, like some other Providence guys moved on. Um, uh, um, uh, Judah Kapanen is a uh, is a um, uh, penguin now. Mm. I almost said quack quack motherfucker, but that made no sense in any. T- <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> and there was yeah, yeah sure. so. With- so that's what that is. So, so that's what it is there. It, yeah, it happens, right? Anyway, um, drafts. The Bruins didn't have a lot of draft capital. Wait a minute. What are we talking about Tyler Bertuzzi? Oh, okay. So a lot of people thought that after Hall was traded, uh, yeah. that there would now space that they must be doing this to keep Bertuzzi. But Honestly, the math never checked out. It's just no one, even people in the media, wanted to admit it until after it was too, until after it was a foregone, until after Bertuzzi signed somewhere else. No, no. It, 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 if you had a working brain and you looked at cap friendly and you realized that the Bruins only had about nine or ten million dollars to sign a yeah, bunch they, of free, they, yeah, uh, they had thirteen million after the, they had thirteen million after Shedding Hall and the buyout. Okay. Um. They used not a lot of that money in free agency. We'll get to that. 
but um, you needed to sign that many players because there was a shit ton of roster holes. Right. And anything that roster planning that talked about using a lot of guys in Providence, you know, I saw, I saw roster met mock-ups that had all four of, of McLaughlin Beecher, Lysel and Merkulov in the, in the roster. It's like, that ain't gonna happen. No. Um, anyway, so they had to sign bodies. They did it on the cheap. We'll get to that. Yep. But even even you. But in order to have signed Bertuzzi, okay, you would have not signed one of these other bodies. I'll, I'll spoil it. I'll break the spoiler for this one. You wouldn't have signed JVR then. So it's a million saved in exchange for five point five. Assuming that's what you get him signed for. That's what he signed for in Toronto. Then you still have to sign the other four and a half million to fill, the, fill out the rest of your roster. You know the, the other guys you signed, and you still have the problem of oh, you still have to sign Freddie. Mm-hmm. Still have to sign Lauco. You still had to sign Swayman. And then there's, you know, the whole one, two, one and two center issue. Um, it was never possible. Not even a little bit. Nope. <laughs> nope. It was not. So like, like I said, you, you have to look at that and, and realize it wasn't possible. Now, the like good- maybe if they traded both Grizz and Forbort, but then you, you just create more holes that you got to fill. Exactly. You're just chasing your own tail at that point. Right. It, mm-hmm. it would be different if they kn- knew that Lorai and uh, um, I can't remember any other defensive prospects and, were ready. No, but... Lorai's Lorai the only one that's even in sniffing distance. Yeah. So but... there's no one else that's even likely to be in call up territory next year. <laughs> right. Right. So um, and you honestly have to give J- uh, Jakob Zaworl a real chance at some point. You do. OK, because mm-hmm. you got to figure out what you got. Well, this year's the last chance he's UFA next next spring. Right, right. So I'm just saying, like, you know, you do have to give him a chance, but clear, uh, uh, Cliffy clearing out should give him a little bit more room. But regardless, let's get back to Bertuzzi. He signed for one year because he wasn't getting the deal he wanted on the market because, like, nobody has room. Like, everybody is strapped. You well, know? there's the thing is, he's, you know, it's actually a clever play here for him. Yes. He's going to play. He's going to skate alongside Matthews. He's going to put a big numbers like like Bunting and Hyman before him. And then he's going to be UFA in a year when the cap's going to skyrocket, probably. Yep. Um, assuming he has a healthy year, the man's going to make bank in a year. He did the right, like this was the right strategic move. And he's not the only player that did this. Like clearly Orloff and uh, Gavrikov did this as well. Both of them only signed for two year deal. Two year, did two year deals in both cases, like both. Orloff a little bit too much money. Gavrikov was pretty fair, right? But yep. Yep. and apparently, like in negotiations, Gavrikov specifically didn't want to sign longer in two years. Yeah, you just want to be tied to a team that may not be going anywhere. Yeah, you know, I don't blame. So, like, him. honestly, like this is really good for Bertuzzi, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in a year. And yeah, who knows? Yeah. The Bruins have money coming off the cap next year oh, we'll get to that too because that's a that's a big thing that, that ties into what happened in free agency in the inbound right right so right. the yeah. draft yes let's talk about the draft so the Bruins only had five picks uh, a third a fourth a sixth and two sevenths yep so there's not really much you can actually do with that nope. to be clear like at all um and <laughs> They, they 2020 did a couple of euros. So that, but you know, like a lot of, but a couple of multiple guys that were overagers. 
or guys that are in the USHL that aren't even starting in the NCAA for another year. Wow. Um, which, but that's been a, that, or people playing in the Swedish, in the, in the Swedish second tier league who are going to spend one more year there and then come in Swedish juniors and then go to, uh, to, 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 um, to college again, just seems to be a thing that the Bruins like doing now. We had a couple of years where they actually drafted out of the, out of the CHL and that was cool, but it seems to be no longer the case now. Okay. But again, I like drafting CHL players after this, after the third round anyway. You got to figure them out in two years. That's not enough time for players who draft that late. <laughs> no. So this gives them a little more time. That's a to very good point. I mean, like sometimes they work out, you know, Ryan Mass was drafted later and that seems to have been a good choice. And uh, Jackson Edwards seems to be <laughs> a thing. So, you know, and, uh, and likewise, Frederick Brunet, who all, who all of whom were drafted later than I would normally draft people out of, out of the Canadian major junior. Anyway, so the draft, let's see. So starting with the first pick in the third round, they picked Christopher Pelosi. Out of the, not the USHL, he was playing in the NAHL, in the NAHL most of the season. Well, they, actually, they have... no, actually, no, the numbers aren't bad. I, I was given the impression when they picked him, it was NHL, NHL, but you played 24 games in NAHL and 43 with, with the USHL. Okay, that's fine then. That's yeah, better. they list him as coming from the Sioux Falls Stampede from the USHL. Yeah, where he did 13 goals, six assists, and 19 points in 43 games. But he's a center. <laughs> but he's a center. Those are defenseman numbers. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, um, like taking two picks later was a pretty really high scoring player out of the out of Chicago Steel there, um, uh, Jaden Perone. Would have been a good opportunity, but you know, Sweeney got a Sweeney, right? <laughs> Sweenish. Sweeney's. I mean, like, again, it, it's hard to complain about picks made in the third round and later, really. Yep. But this one just seemed like a low hanging fruit because, like, I I saw some ranking, at least some rankings that had Perone as a high set, equivalent to a high second. Like there were some flags in this game, but the guy scored scored gangbusters. Mm. Anyway, it's what it is. And in the fourth round, they went um, actually got ahead of the the of the existing board, so this was good, an unusual move for them. And they 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 signed they drafted a uh, a law firm out of the. Um, uh, out of the um, uh, national team development program in the form of Beckett Hendrickson. Now, see, I keep thinking he's a high school in uh, southeastern Mass, Bishop Hendrickson. <laughs> see, I hear anyway. that in like, oh, no, no, I'm pretty sure he does dirt track racing over at Bowman Gray in Winston. <laughs> anyway, so so he's a, uh, he's a he's a he's a left wing. Um, he put up uh, 13 goals, 21 assists, 34, point, 34 points for the um, uh, national team development program. For the national team development program, um, did seven goals, nine assists, 16 points for the national for national team development program as its USHL team as well. Um, those are all key numbers. I mean, he wasn't one of their stars. Obviously, he was you know playing second or third. He was either playing second line with the um, with more, or he was playing deeper. I don't know. Um, those aren't bad numbers. Uh, he's a uh, former NHLer Darby Hendrickson's uh, son. <laughs> wow, the names in this family. Darby, Beckett. I mean, yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And we have and a so anyway, that's an, that one's an interesting pick. Um, I guess he's, uh, I think he's, he's just spending another year in the USHL before going to um, NCAA in the following year as well. So he's one of those players. All right. So long, long timelines. I don't get, I mean, I don't know why necessarily we pick the extended timeline players here, but here we are, whatever. Okay. Um, so I mean, obviously no fifth round, no fifth round pick. Um, that pick was, was that part of the Orloff trade? doesn't matter. Don't care. Sixth round pick. They picked Ryan Walsh. Normal name. Who's 19 and technically a double overager. He's a uh, August twenty fifth, two thousand three birthday. He was twenty. He'd be twenty before the end of this summer. Hmm. So he's been passed over twice. Oh man. Um, he did just do thirty goals, forty nine assists, and seventy nine points in sixty one games for Cedar Rap for Cedar Rapids in the USHL. But against like sixteen year olds. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's not really what the USHL is. That was just like the the, 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 the bit going around after the low-ray draft and people really wanted to refuse to believe he was real. <laughs> this guy intrigues me, I think. He's apparently not a great skater. He does play, he's right shoot, shoot right shooting center, but he does play both wings. Okay. Um, I can't remember where he's committed to, but he, uh, he is... Uh, starting university in the fall is he yeah it's unfortunately i only have these things up on on cap friendly right now and they don't have where he's going to be so i want to say he's cornell oh he's smart boy okay oh yep cornell i looked it up and then and then in the seventh round, they picked him. They, um, you know, let um, uh, they they let Pevin drive the bus on this one, and pick some Swedes. As it wouldn't be a it wouldn't be a Bruins draft these days without at least uh, one player drafted out of the Swedish Junior League, and in this case, they drafted two very large boys out of the Swedish Junior League. My countryman. Um, yes, Casper <laughs> uh, uh, Nassen, uh, who's uh. Right shot winger, plays both sides though, um, who just put uh, 23 goals, 17 assists, 40 points in 48 games in the uh, in the J20. Um, he did play three games in the uh, in the Alsvenskin, didn't score any points, so he's not college bound. I was wrong about him. I don't know what his uh, story arc is because if he played some games in the Alsvenskin, that ain't happening. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he's in April 2004, so he's 19, so he's also a re-entry. All right. Well, he's betting on himself. Yeah. Um, and then their last pick, also in the seventh round, they um, picked a Swedish Wookiee uh, by the name of uh, Christian Kostadinsky. That is a – that is so – that, that is a Wookiee's name. Yeah, he's um, uh, a left shot defenseman. Um, he's six foot five. Well, now I'm automatically in love with him. 214 pounds at the age of 18. He's a big boy. That's a big boy. Whew. He's yeah. a very big boy. Yeah. Apparently skates like an ocean liner. 
What's he look like? Yeah. Okay. So, yep. That's, Probably not an ocean liner. I hope not. I'm, I don't fall in love with those very often. Anyway, um, uh, he uh, did a. Uh, how many leagues did he play in this year? All of them. Well, no, seriously, for 22-23 is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight line items. Yeah. Swedish under-18 international, Swedish under-19 international, Swedish under-18 specifically the world junior, under-18 world juniors, Linka Gretzky, the world junior A's, Swedish J-18 regional, Swedish J-20 national, Swedish J-20, J-18 national. All of them. I think that was all the correct them. answer. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah approximately everything, yes. Um, the most he did was um, uh, two goals, eight, eight, eight assists, 10 points in 43 games in the J20 National, so the um, top Swedish junior league. He played fairly small number of, of games in almost all of these others. So. so he was like padding his resume, basically. And also you said he skates like the Tin Man? Or is this uh, is Ryan Walsh? It was him. Yeah, he's a he's, he's apparently a very poor skater. Um, I, I did see a clip or two from my from my Dev Camp today, and yeah, it's, it's <laughs> stiff. <laughs> <laughs> he's large. He's slow. He's rigid. <laughs> All right. Do you know that song used to freak me the hell out when I was a kid? Because I would only hear it at night, right? And, oh. and we lived like in a um in a residential neighborhood that had a few street lights and stuff like that, but it was quiet and it was dark, and it was like I swear I would look outside and see like Mr. Roboto. So I was like really creeped out by that song. Because I heard it when I was a kid. I mean, it's pretty fair to be being creeped out about sticks is appropriate. They were so all over the place. Like, pick a genre. <laughs> Are you going to be the balladeers? Are you going to do like yacht rock? Are you going to do the futuristic um, play about robots and industry? Are you going to do whatever it is that Renegade is? like what the hell guys you know uh anyway i just i don't know okay the draft happened hopefully do we have any first round picks next year no nor do we have a second oh okay well you know what um yeah yeah or a third um or a seventh (laughs) uh yeah they have they have Picks in the fourth, fifth, and sixth rounds next year. I mean, they, they they could have a pick in the first round if they finish in the bottom ten. You know, it reminds me of certain football drafts, certain NFL drafts, where like a team, Mike Mike Ditka, famously traded away like his whole draft for like Ricky Williams or something like that. I don't remember who, which player it was. It was Ricky. It was Ricky. Okay, yeah, I just. Um, it was such a gamble. It was such a gamble, but yeah, like they traded their whole draft basically for that. And that's kind of what the Bruins have been doing slowly over time is trading away every draft pick for, for the now. And I get it, but you know, when you guys fail to capitalize on the now, it makes me very angry. 
Sorry. I'm I was going to say, Sweeney did the right thing and the I team know. and Monty shat the bed. I know. <laughs> I know. I am not blaming Don Sweeney at this point. He I've been seeing a lot right of people following on Twitter, falling back into the habits of blaming Sweeney. He's like, no, 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 no. Sweeney did everything right here. He did the good things. He did the good things. We were all happy about them. I'm just, I am actually more pissed off right now about Monty than I am the other guys. Although they should, you know, it's like. Again, like, I just don't get it. Like, why did he, he had a system, he had something that was working. Why did he like, just like, you know what? I'm just going to YOLO. Could I strangle him for like a to the bit? point where I know this isn't the case, and I hate saying it out loud, but part of me wonders if he briefly relapsed or something. <laughs> well, no, I didn't think that. I just I felt like he overthought it. Mm-hmm. Like all season long, he didn't overthink anything, and then now it's like the minute that Berge said, "I want to get back in," he should have said, "No." And I, I love Bergie, you know, don't. Uh, the Grizzlick and Frederick things were both so stupid, too. Well, why were either of them ever scratched? I don't know. I don't know. It was so dumb. Also, I, I... the goalies, the handling of the goalies. Yes, Swayman should have come in sooner. In fact, I'm still wondering if they should have just platooned them. Probably you know? worked all year. Um, yeah, so it's like, I mean, I know it's not what you usually do in the playoffs, but who gives a fuck about what you usually do in the playoffs? You know, when you could have won the whole fucking thing, you could have won the whole fucking thing. I'm sorry. I'm not blaming Sweeney, but I do think that a lot of the blame is for Montgomery and the fact that not a lot of players come out, came out with like injuries pisses me off too, because I'm just like, you know, Bergie, we knew he was injured. But Lindholm comes out like a month later and is like, oh, yeah, I broke my foot. Why did you Which play? Which would explain why Lindholm, Lindholm was playing pretty poorly in that series. Like, why yeah, like... did you play? I know. I know. I, I know the answer. I know it's rhetorical. But I just, oh, God. Okay. I don't want to keep getting into this because I feel like. <laughs> right. So let's move ahead. We're, we're looking to the future. And what does our future look like? Anybody want to start? With free agency. So the first signing that was announced in free agency was uh, JVR for a million. I'll take him for a million. Honestly, like that's that's a really really good deal. I mean, generally, he's not. He's not bad. No, he's pretty good. And get him out of the you know um, uh, bottomless pit that's been Philly the last couple of seasons, and he, he he may have something to show us here. Mm-hmm. Like he's only 34. I mean, only 34 in hockey, but like, you know what I mean? Like the guy's got another deal in him after this year. So like, if he does well, he can hopefully get himself a little bit of term and some, a, a, a tiny bit of term and a couple more million in future seat in future con- and a future contract somewhere. Right. Look, he was making $7 million to play for garbage teams. <laughs> so does he, does he really need more big deals after three? Well, that's just it. Like he played like, so one thing is, I believe this is the first deal he signed anywhere that wasn't Philly. Because <laughs> when he played in Toronto, that when he played in Toronto, that was the deal he'd signed in Philadelphia before he was trained one for, traded one for one for Luke Shen. Oof! Did Luke Shen? Okay, well, yeah, he went back to the Toronto in the trade deadline. deadline. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, 
Yeah, so JVR, I think that's an interesting one. That'll be that'll be that'll be very interesting to watch. How the Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. And um so we can probably there's a couple different scenarios we can pencil in for him depending on what happens at center. Um well no, actually that's not true. No matter what happens at center, he's probably he's probably number two left wing. Yep. Yeah, so we can reasonably assume that I don't think we're getting both Bergeron and Krejci back, which means that Zaka will be at at the lowest two. It will be either one or two seed, depending on how that plays out. So okay, okay. Um, and then uh, um, Luch is back. Yes, Luch is back. I mean, Luch made it very clear weeks ago that he wanted to be a Bruin, and that was basically it. So I actually don't even understand why they're paying him as much as they are. Million dollar base with a five hundred dollar um uh, five hundred thousand um uh, um games played bonus. Why do they need to give him a bonus at all? He clearly only wanted to be here. They didn't even have to pay him a million. I'll tell you why they signed Luch. I'm not asking why entice... they signed Luch. <laughs> okay. To entice Bergeron to come back. Oh, I thought they signed him so that my husband's jersey was relevant again. Also, my only jersey oh, that has a nameplate's a Luch, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. See, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Uh, my brother's thrilled. That was his favorite player for the longest time. My brothers-in-law were not thrilled. And I said I said to them, because uh, they are very old-school hockey guys, right? And I said to them, for the money, it's okay. And they said, he's garbage. It doesn't matter. I wouldn't pay him anything. So... I see like at this money, he's actually capable of being able, you, you can in good conscience slot him in the, in, in the spot on the roster he belongs, which is four left wing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe three left wing. Like, you know, there's going to be some, so, some, some, uh, so, so, so some tussling there between, uh, depending on, on how the roster shapes out, you know, it's up to a three-way battle between him, Freddie and Lauka for that, depending on whether Freddie ends up there or at center or something. Cheaper than Felino at that position. Much cheaper. Uh, yeah. 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 So, um, I, I'm not. Um, I'm not against it. Yeah. We'll build to the. We'll, we'll build to the highlight signing, Tim. So just keep your powder dry for a minute. We'll do that one last. Okay. It's the most interesting. Okay. Um, some other minor ones. They signed something called a Patrick Brown, two years, eight hundred thousand. I don't know anything about this player. It, 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 I, I think you can probably smell the smell the Parlin home on this signing. <laughs> oh, just got to fall in love. Um, I think the important question to ask is, what can Brown do for you? Oh, that's the former UPS. <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't know if you knew that because you're up in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it with the eye rolling. The ones with the mouth. Um, also, another forward they signed. This guy's almost certainly bound for Providence, though. They signed Jason Megna, who apparently plays all the positions. One year, 775. It's a two way deal. Whatever. Who cares? He might be Mandy's former neighbor in Southeast. Was it Jason or was it Jacob? I do was her know. former neighbor. Because there's two know. Megnas. I know. I know. <laughs> and they're both, and they're both, they're. Is this and the one coming over from their Seattle? Name, they, they both spell. They both spell. Spend their names. Spell their names stupidly because they're both J A Y suffix. It's not them. It's their parents. Yeah, I know. 
I'm going to look it up because if it's the one that went to Seattle, I think that. Was... Oh, no, because that was a defenseman. That would have been Jacob. Jason oh. Magna is coming to us from uh, both. Col- very, played 14 games for Colorado last year and 41 for the Ducks. Nine okay. games for Colorado's uh, AHL affiliate. Right. This is the one that was traded from the Sharks. No, okay. That that was the defenseman that, that you're thinking of. That's that that would be that would be Jacob. Oh. Yeah, this is the center. Okay. Yeah, this one they both did he he was claimed by the Ducks on Ducks on waivers in December. Oh, okay. I just remember watching that road trip um this past uh winter. Uh it basically I had a laptop and I was sleep trying to go to sleep. But it was like back to back with the uh, ducks and the sharks, and there was like Megna and Megna. Did, did he get traded? Did he get traded between? <laughs> I didn't know. I'm gonna ask Mandy if she which one it was her neighbor. Um, defenseman signing. They signed Kevin. They signed about a decade too late. Kevin Shattenkirk. Oh, is that your big? Sorry, that, yeah. Was that your piece de resistance? Uh, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to Tim on the on, on the uh, on the banner signing here, seeing as he's all fired up about it. Oh, okay, um, all right, okay. So tell yeah. us about yeah. yeah. So Kevin Shattenkirk signed to be for the, the third right D. That's great. One thing to also note about all of these deals, with the exception of Patrick Brown, for some reason, and the one that we haven't talked about yet, they're all only one year. Well, they're all banking on. Contracts next season. Hey, and, well, they're all one year. They're all dirt cheap. So, a if this team sucks, they're all easy contracts to move and move at the de- move at the deadline. Useful players making a million dollars. You don't know people don't. Every team can find space for that, right? At the deadline, and you're not committing to filler. And that's what a lot of this is. It's roster filler. Interesting roster filler, but roster filler nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So what that means is next year, this team is on track to have like 30 million in cap space. And that's without, that's before the cap goes up. If it jumps as much as it could, they could be looking at 35 or $40 million in cap space next year. Jeez. Well, there's your centers. Your the, the Bruins aren't too worried. Um, there's a few prominent names in the center world that are uh, that are uh, free agents next year. Yes. Well, Austin Matthews, for one. You know what? If Austin Matthews, not a lot of team, not a lot of teams are going to have the kind that that kind of scratch on hand to sign him if he makes it to UFA. If <laughs> if Austin Matthews becomes a Boston Bruin, then I will I, stop I, my <laughs> assault on him. I don't think I'll start liking Whoa. him, but I will appreciate because it'll just make so many Toronto fans so upset. Um, I yes, it would probably be the last draw, and it would probably actually kill um uh, um uh, a dangle, <laughs> which he would actually die, like like uh, possibly yeah. mid mid video cast. <laughs> Man dies on YouTube. <laughs> Okay, so it was Jason Megna that was her neighbor in, in Southie. We get Jacob. No, 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 no. Other way around. We get Jason. We got Jason. Jacob's the defenseman. 
Oh, apparently here's the word. He bought the condo that was built that drives my aunt insane. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So, Tim, the other signing. Yes. Um, the other signing was my new no-sick for the uh, next couple of years. Uh, Morgan Geeky to a two-year deal. Ah, yes. Morgan uh, Geeky. And I have n- named our um, Geeky fan club the Geek Squad. Oh, that's what that's about. Oh. So we are so the Geek Squad captain is here and he is here for the next two years and I am ready to roll with Morgan Geeky. Right. You know why I like Geeky? Why? He is one of the few players in the NHL to wear a tinted visor that isn't tinted um, I guess gray. Nice. Is that, oh, that makes he you has mean, a, it's big. Also, he's it it someone who isn't checky. Someone who isn't check using a tinted visor, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's he's Canadian using a like tinted that's visor. That's super unusual. very very unusual. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's pink. Yeah, it's um. Uh, I pinkish don't, purple. No, yeah, no, no. It's pink. I'm just trying to think of like what it makes you see things better. I mean, obviously, it takes away the white glare, but it might also improve some aspects of his sight. Otherwise, mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't really know. So this to... is like this is meant to be. You know who else is in the tinted visor category? That is also not gray was Eric Weinrich. He had a yellow one. <laughs> Ooh. So it's it's meant to be. It's just meant to be. Oh Tim. You and your tinted your uh other tinted visor uh um players. Yep. yep. Okay, I didn't even know what the Geek Squad captain was. Now I understand. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about Morgan Geeky. I was like, I I was like waiting to find out who it was going to be because I just forgot. Yeah. Yep. I, I I have been spending a lot of time not thinking about hockey this this uh this off season because I just feel like my heart was broken so much and I was so mad. And then I go to a baby shower and my my nephew goes, so what do you think about the Bruins? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to talk about it, please. I don't want to talk about it ever again. But, uh, you know, I've grown. I can talk about it a little bit right now. So anyway, yeah. so yeah, geeky, big boy, right handed, right shot center. He's, a, he's 6'2", only Six 168 pounds. He's a, he's, I'm just looking at what they have on, on cap friendly, but these numbers have to be older. There's no way he's playing at 6'2", 168 pounds. Um, according to the Bruins website. That must be, a, yeah, that has to yeah. be his, draft, his draft dimensions on, on cap friendly. Jesus. <laughs> according to the Bruins website, he's 6'3", 200. Yeah, that makes more sense. Um, he's yeah, about to turn 25. Because that, that's um six two one sixty eight. That's like you know, you'll, you'll die. Like you just get released from some sort of camp. 
<laughs> yeah. And if, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah. he's a ginger. So he's like our new Riley Nash. Anyway, so two years, two million. Um, he's an R. He's only 24. Two million per? Yeah, two years, two million each. A fourth fourth liner above 1.5? What? He's I, probably our third line center. Okay, I don't know. Yeah, part of why he's keen to us, again, and he's 24, he's looking for some new opportunity, and part of what this is they're saying is he's going to get an opportunity to play higher in the, in the lineup. Okay. Um, to give you some idea, he, he scored the most points of anyone playing under 11 minutes a game last season. Hmm. Um, he did, you know, in 69 games, nice. He did um, uh, nine goals, 19 assists. And he's going to be 25 in a matter of days. Mm-hmm. On the 20th. Yeah, which means, again, two years, and he's still an RFA at the end of it. Excellent. Basically, you know, it's like we wanted the Bruins to dip into the uh, the no the no qualifying offer pool, and here they did. No, it's it's a really good signing. Um, Sarah Siv has been singing his praises for quite a while because he, uh, he has his career started in Carolina. He's only had had two full two full NHL seasons because he only played a total of thirty eight games for the. Canes over two seasons. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm I'm um I just got word that the threads app is live, so I'm downloading it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I've trying been to on it for three hours. There doesn't appear to be a um a web client a, a, a web client yet either. Like I tried finding it on Google for searching it on Google as a for to, to a for a web browser, and there doesn't seem to be one. Hmm. Okay. There's just the app. Yeah, well, I, I was able to get it on. Because everyone seems to be going there in unison, probably because, you know, um, uh, what's <gasps> it? Because Blue Sky is taking too long, for, too long to get people in. <laughs> well, I'm really hoping that the hockey people, and I think this is an important conversation to have right now. So we, we talked about the free agency. There will be more free agency stuff. We need to talk about the RFAs in a minute, but let's just sidebar for a minute. I have been struggling with Twitter like everybody else. Um, and I'm beginning to think that I don't want to keep doing Twitter. Um, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the barely on topic um, account there. Uh, because like, I have really not been using Twitter myself uh, because I just, I, I feel like. Well, after that calamity on free agency day, which like, yeah, because like, like I, I had a few, I, I was thinking that sports Twitter, sports was one place where Twitter was going to survive because like it just there was nowhere else without anywhere consolidating. But after that, like sports media has got to look at this as like, nope. <laughs> like imagine it does that on, 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 on free agents and free agency in an important league. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, NBA's free agency began that day as well. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I just I just installed it, and Tim's already following me. So oh, I've I've been on it for a couple hours. I've it's good. There's just there's just one thing that I don't like about it, and I hope they I hope they change it because if they change it, it'll make it perfect. Is there's no so there's no way to uh, make your feed ordered chronologically, mm. and your feed oh, also. Oh, it has to lag in minutes. 
And I, oh, okay, I just downloaded it, but it's a login with Instagram, so I need an Insta account in order to do this. I don't have Instagram because I've just never cared. Um, that's also, that's the other thing. Yeah, it is connected to that, but the other thing too. Oh, I can't even make is... a new one here. I have to make an Instagram account first. But <laughs> but you know what? You can make an Instagram account and literally do nothing with it. You know what I mean? And, um, now we're gonna download Instagram too. Your feed is also a bunch of random stuff that the algorithm thinks you might find interesting. It's not just people you follow. If they change it to make it just people you follow and chronologically, this would be perfect. Yeah, I was going to say those, those two things are very bad, but but yeah. I already have things from the golden ratio in my feed, so I'm happy. <laughs> I, I wonder as people use the app more and more, those targeted ads, those suggested follows will decrease because at that point you, you got a good, you, you, you know what you've come, come for. Well, what I do like about this is that I can actually be um, queen of pies here where I can't be that on, uh, on, uh, um, on Twitter because somebody took it and then did nothing with it. No, it's sort of like the Holy Hand Grenade Twitter account has literally never tweeted, but someone's had it, held it since 2011. I was not pleased because it's you know, the handle I'd used everywhere before Twitter. Yep. It sucks. Uh, and I sound like I hate to be out of the loop. I didn't know Twitter was making, excuse me, I didn't know Instagram was making a Twitter. This I, only I, came I, news like a couple days ago. Like they really kept this one quiet. Well, I knew that it was happening. It was coming because I follow Jen Goldbeck on Twitter. She is GR mom, but she's also more importantly, um, well, I mean, it's very important to be GR mom, golden ratio mom. But it, uh, she's also a computer scientist who specializes in social media networks. Um, so she well, knew probably create a new account rather than wants me now. Insta wants me to log in with my Facebook, but I don't want that. Do I? No. <laughs> No, no, you can have an Instagram account. account. You can you can have an Instagram account and do nothing with it. That's fine. But I think that this will I I didn't know it was coming out this soon. So um, uh, I'm surprised it's out this early because I just heard about it like a month ago or so. And then she said something about how it will be coming out, but she didn't know when and well, here we go. So anyway. Anyway. As I said, I saw someone tweets like, are we sure trading Musk for Zuck is an improvement? And the answer is probably no, but. <laughs> well. You know what? I'm going to just tell you right now. Um, you can find me at Queen of Pies on threads. Uh, so that should be fun. Um, over there and i don't know if i'll migrate a, a barely on topic account there we'll see um and uh really please Ulmark's pads contact me i have a stanley cup to send you i don't know who you are please tell me um we have rfas that need to sign we did have some rfas that did sign uh yes so some weeks ago, Brandon Bussey had resigned mm -hmm. um, and announced today Kyle Kaiser and Jacob Lauko signed. 
Excellent. Um, both goalies are just a one-year, two-way deals. Okay. And Lauko is a two-year deal. It's two-way two way this coming year and one way the year after. Okay. That gives him a little time in each if he wants. I'm hoping, personally, he makes it out of camp. But, you know, um, I like well, he's also, But he's not waiver-exempt, so he'd better. <laughs> yeah, he's got to stay. Because um, I don't think Lauko would clear. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so do you think that, uh, I, I, oh yeah, the waiver, I mean, the ar- arbitration deadline was today at five. Um, did Swayman? Yes. And their Bruins have three players going to arbitration. Okay. Uh, Swayman, Frederick, and Ian Mitchell. Okay. Okay. Mitchell came over in the Chicago trade. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure Donnie is going to get this wrapped up because he never lets them go to actual arbitration. They'll set a date, but he'll get it done before then. How much do you think that, uh, Swayman will be able to settle for what, what he'll, he'll get. Cause I've heard so, upwards of four, but you know, I don't so the Bruins, as of this moment, have $6.2 million in cap space with Frederick and Swayman to resign. And then, of course, whatever happens with, 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 with Bergie and, I suppose, Craigie. So part of it's what do you think Frederick signs for? I don't know if you can get if you can get Frederick down to two. I think you can get Swayman to sign for with the commitment knowing that it's only two years. Basically, mm-hmm. sign him to the end of Elmark's contract. Yep. I think you might be able to get him for three. All right. I mean, you you have to get them both in that num in that six million because at this point there's nowhere to send other players to make space. Right, right. Everyone's either already spent their money or filled their roster, so like you're not going to just offload. Maybe be able to just offload um uh, Forbart now, for example. Right, right. Okay, I mean, Swayman wants to be here, and nobody's going to offer sheet Swayman, right? I mean, no one offers sheets to anyone. Except for Carolina. <laughs> no, no one probably will, but they probably should. No, they should not. No, like, I don't want them to, but, like, if any, if a team wanted to fuck over the Bruins right now, they really could. Well, if that happens, the Bruins get decent draft picks back so it it would suck you lose sway me but it's like well that problem kind of worked itself out didn't it until they trade the draft picks for nope i'm on threads now in may and i was able to keep dr hand grenade so lucky Good job. 
I like the, I like the way Threads looks better than Twitter as a whole. Oh, okay. I was just trying to find you. There we go. You have one follower now. It's me. Um, all right. I think A, Swayman loves being here. B, he, he has to know he's the heir apparent. So he wants to be here. I don't think money is like the big driver for him. But C, like that tandem for um, for the next two years is going to be great. And I mean, assuming he signs for two years and what was I going to say about it? He, um, yeah, I think, um, I saw something in the, the globe. It might've been Porter. It might've been Connor Ryan. I'm not sure. Um, saying that, you know, the Bruins look like they might be relying on defense and goaltending to get through this period right now. Um, you know, which sounds basically like a Bruins team, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is smart. Um, I know a lot of people were mad that the Bruins didn't just dump off Umark um, to get rid of the salary, but at the same time, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna score a lot of goals, you might as well stop as many as you can. Yep. Yep. There's nothing wrong with being a defense team first, defensive team first, as long as you have enough score uh, scoring. We still have Pasta. We still have Marshan. Zaka had a good year last year. He'll have a better year this year, I think. You know, Coil, we got people. Still, we still have Jake and Marshy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about Jake. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna be fine. I don't know what's gonna happen with the Bruins this year, but I think we'll be fine. So, anything else we have to add about the Bruins right now? They're going to have all new jerseys next year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You can get and a no Luch one jersey. knows what the hell they're going to look at. Yeah. Nope. And Luch, you can get a new Luch jersey. <laughs> yeah. I'm more interested to see what those jerseys actually look like. I, I, I'm, I'm, my suspicion is they're not going to be quite up to the standard set by the 75th jerseys, which are, you know, exquisite. But uh, is this the year that Fanatics yeah. takes over too? Uh, no, no. I thought it was this year. Oh, All this right. is the final year of Adidas. Do you know how to actually say Adidas? It's Adidas. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, no, I, I am Adidasler. So I am glad I, and I, I'm glad I didn't spend all my money on retro reverse jerseys and the winter classic jerseys. Because the Bruins are probably going to have five, six jerseys this year, and I'm buying two. Oh, you think they're doing different jersey for every single one of the Era Knights? Oh my god! Absolutely. I'm hoping they could just go. Hey, let's put it all in one or two. I mean, one, like I'm one away, for it, one but I also think about like, but I also think about the the, the Hab Centennial jerseys were an atrocity. So, like, please don't be like that. I mean, the the cheap thing that they could do, but it wouldn't look awful, is to replace their current. Uh, or I, we could. This is probably an episode, a, to- a topic for another episode. The Bruins just replace their current jersey logo with the this Centennial logo. That's a sweet jersey too. 
I imagine they won't do that. Um, I mean, but, I'd like to uh, see them get away from the yoke for some, for, get away from the yoke to be honest, mm -hmm. for, for some of these other jerseys, to be honest. So, yeah. But I would, I would imagine the brand new jerseys, home away, and then for each jersey night, each honoring night, they would have a new jersey. You know what might be a fun little exercise for us all? Sometime oh. this summer, we'll get, we'll come back and we'll talk about the jerseys, but we should all, based on what information we know, design our ideal jerseys design a home and away just for funsies you don't have to have do like that. the best skills you don't just like draw something you know are they getting new home and away jerseys well no i'm just that's saying a home rumor. and away so yeah but I mean, on the year before phonetics takes over that's a bit weird they want to make it so you get your jerseys now before you end up getting a half pittsburgh penguins uh, jersey and half New York Rangers jersey because they don't know what they're doing. When you think about it, this would be the perfect time, though, to just have a for it's one year, one year and one year only, an absolute jersey fiesta. And then when you switch over to Fanatics, you debut a new era of the Bruins and a new jersey of the Bruins. Like this is the, this has been the if you follow Ice uh, uh, Ice Athletics, which is one of my favorite. Uh, uh, Jersey podcast. This has been the plan uh, for quite some time. It's just, and it's been that no one knows what the jerseys will look like. Normally there's leaks by now, but nothing. Yeah, I think it might be fun to do that in a future. We can have a fun little summer episode where we talk about that and then we can post our, our pictures online of what we drew. I like it. I like it. Let's do that. But let's wrap up this episode. Okay, we all got places to be. We all got to take some rest and stuff like that. You know, it was good having all of us here. Oh my God, did you guys see the post from the, 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 the NHL Bruins put on, on on the Bruins thread account just put, put up? No, I'm gonna look. It's um, uh, it's 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 some uh, Marshy looking incredulously at a tablet while um, uh, while, while Pasta and Bergy look on. Basically, I mean, they're watching a play, obviously, but like this is appropriate for what I assume is your first um, your first post on this on this platform this is two <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. I see you. <laughs> wow, that was something. Woo. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. So uh, we have no games to forecast. Uh, that's fine. And uh, Jeff, do you want to uh, tell us stuff? Now, now, Nick pointed out last time that it's really silly for us to tell everybody where they can listen to us, even though. Um, well, that's why I just say wherever our favorite podcasts are found, which is okay. like every podcast says that. All right. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm the one who just says it weird. It, I will give you that. It, it uh, okay. I, I stopped rattling them off at the beginning of the season because the list got too long. Mm. Well, I put us everywhere. Hmm. Which is handy because Stitcher yeah. is closing up shop and I'm all pissed off about it, but I guess I'm going to Spotify. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, uh, you've been listening to Barely on Top. You can find us wherever your favorite podcasts are found. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. We're at Barely on Topic. At Barely on Topic Podcast. Blah, or on Twitter for the moment at Barely on Topic. It's Barely on Topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans.
possibly in the future in threads. We'll get back to you. Um, and of course, there are individual Twitter accounts um, and increasingly thread accounts. So on both Twitter and thread, I am at Dr. Hand Grenade. I am at Tim A. Richardson on Twitter and on threads. Nick? Oh, I'm next. Yeah. Um, I don't have threads yet. It's not available on my app store. Um, Google store. Google, I don't know what the hell it's called. But I'm, I'm at Nick Baggio on Twitter, which I don't use anymore. Actually, not true. I used it the other day. Talk to shit talk about uh, um, a little bit of chicken fried. But yeah, it's great. I, yeah. I did see that. And then I didn't respond because I didn't really have anything to say to it. I was just going to say it took too long to write it. I was just going to say, well, I think you should have just said why. <laughs> but anyway, um, I am on, at, on Twitter, which I don't really use anymore um, at VA from RI. I'm also the voice of at barely on topic uh, on Twitter, which I think I am going to migrate something over to threads for them. And I'll figure that out. And I'm also at queen of pies on Facebook and not Facebook. No, let's try that again at um, Instagram and threads, which is brand new. So there we go. I said it right because I had to, I had to, and Mm -hmm. I'm very good now. It's good that now that I'm not really using Twitter that I know my handle. So all right. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Tim. Word. Word. <laughs> Word. <laughs>